Let me tell you, I am obsessed with this couple. I think they are the funniest, weirdest people on social media in the best way. And if my marriage doesn't involve me casually walking around in an alien mask and my husband looking away like, there she goes again, I don't want it. Visitors essentially mated with Earth women. This is going to be a monster-sized episode from start to finish today. So every story is prime cut. Bring on the meat sweats. Hailey Bieber talked politics and sex with her husband, Justin Bieber, in latest interview on Call Her Daddy. But people are heated with her over something else she's done recently. Stranger Things is Caleb McLaughlin says fans of the show are racist because he has less Instagram followers than his co-stars. And I have one of the scariest true stories ever to tell you about since Netflix is making a show based on it. Gather around the campfire. It's spoopy story time. I'm Alex Clark and this is Poplitics. Before I give you the juiciest highlights from the Hailey Bieber interview and why everyone is mad at her, you need to subscribe to The Spillover wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts because tonight, the newest episode comes out at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Our guest is the father of one of the most famous murder cases involving a child in California state history. Can any true crime conservatives guess who it might be? Don't. Thank God the Hailey Bieber Call Her Daddy interview gave what I wanted it to give. They got into all the spicy subjects I was hoping for, including their sex life as a young married couple and some pretty deep details on him and Selena. Hailey said she and Selena have spoken since her and Justin got married and there's mutual respect there, although Selena has never publicly asked her fans to stop bullying Hailey. She doesn't owe me anything. Neither of us owe anybody anything except like respect. I respect her a lot. She also said that the infamous photos of her and Justin on the red carpet at the 2021 Met Gala were not what people thought they were. If you don't remember, fans were chanting Selena and it looked like Justin was consoling Haley because she had started crying. Haley said what really happened there was she had something stuck in her eye and asked Justin to look and he proceeded to tell her he didn't see anything and she was good. Some people don't believe that, but do with that what you will. No one believes that, all right. She also said her and Justin are night sex people and some other details that you can hear if you listen, but I know some people who watch this show freak if I talk too much about sex, so there you go. Are my ears bleeding? <laughs> The only thing that made me roll my eyes was that Haley ended the interview by getting political, saying women are living through a very terrifying reality due to things like the overturning of Roe, and she said that voting Trump out in 2020 was life or death. In what way? What sucks for Haley is she probably assumed the only thing in the press this week would be her setting the record straight on a bunch of stuff. And all of that is in the press, but she's also simultaneously getting negative press for the way she does her lip makeup. No, I'm not joking, and I had to do it today. People are accusing her of racism and cultural appropriation for this makeup look that she calls brownie glazed lips. Brownie glazed lips. 
she takes a brown liner, lines her lips, and then puts clear gloss all over. The criticism is that she's not giving credit to Latinas who have done this for years. I don't think she's saying she invented it or something. I just think she's doing it and they're big mad over it. I did buy the exact lip liner she's using here, so consider me influenced. It's the Naomi Lip Liner by Scott Barnes, but just FYI, it took forever and a day to ship because I'm sure it's being ordered like crazy. A sword sliced the air, I pulled out the nana, rolled off the bed, then shot back. Papa, blood on the sheets, probably spilling from our gash. Looked out the glass, and sprinting on the gas. Moving on to some drama amongst the Stranger Things cast. Caleb McLaughlin, who plays Lucas Sinclair in Stranger Things, is blasting the show's fans as racist because he has significantly less followers on Instagram than his white co-stars. At a recent event, Caleb said, my very first Comic-Con, some people didn't stand in my line because I was black. Some people told me, oh, I didn't wanna be in your line because you were mean to 11. Even now, some people don't follow me or support me because I'm black. You wanna be stuck with the nerds and freaks for three more years? We are nerds and freaks. Yeah, but maybe we don't have to be. Caleb said his parents told him that obviously he has less followers simply because he's the black child on the show. What? No. No. What you have here is a sad case of parents who are obsessed with race and would rather instill fear in their child than consider any other possible discrepancies. Because guess what? The most followed people on Instagram, period, are people of color. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has 339 million followers. Selena Gomez, 348 million. Beyonce, 276 million. Nicki Minaj, 202 million. And Kevin Hart, who's at 154 million. That seems like pertinent information to this conversation, does it not? Not to mention the fact that even as far back as 40 years ago, the top names in TV and movies were people like Oprah, Richard Pryor, Prince, Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, and Eddie Murphy, to name a few. As judge of this cute servative court, consider this case dismissed. Court dismissed! Bring in the dancing lobsters! Celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain committed suicide in 2018, which surprised a lot of people. What we didn't know is the level of which he was struggling with fame. You were successful, and I am successful, and I'm wondering, are you happy? According to Page Six, there's a new book out titled Down and Out in Paradise, The Life of Anthony Bourdain, where journalist Charles Learson includes text messages sent by Anthony Bourdain in his final days that give insight into his mindset. He texted his ex-wife, Octavia Buzia Bourdain, who had become one of his close confidants. He said, I hate my fans. I hate being famous. I hate my job. I am lonely and living in constant uncertainty. The world is filled with people doing the best they can, you know, who love their kids and, you know, would like to, you know, put on a clean shirt every morning and live their lives with a little dignity and have access to food and water, I hope. It's a very depressing story, I know, but as cliche as it is, just a good reminder that everyone is going through something you may not even know or assume. Even me, you just never know. Chefs are nice people. Anyone who cooks, anyone who writes a cookbook, in my view, I'm gonna assume they're on the side of the angels. My spoopy heart totally pooped its pants over this news. Settle in around the campfire, cuties. There's a new Netflix show coming out based on a true story, and this story will make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Editor Charlie, can you put some good scary music on for us? Okay, here we go. Westfield, New Jersey has become somewhat of a notorious town for creepy happenings. True crime aficionados may recall that in 1971, a man named John List murdered his mom, 
wife, and their three children in a Hillside Avenue mansion. John had cut himself out of every family photo in the house and left them with blankets covering them on the floor and classical music blasting before skipping town and starting a whole new life on the run that lasted 19 years before an episode of America's Most Wanted outed him. He died in prison in 2008, but in 2014, something else happened in the well-off suburb of Westfield. The Broaddus family and their three children purchased a gorgeous $1.4 million Dutch colonial home with their life savings. Three days after they closed on the house, the dad went to check the mailbox. Inside was an unmarked creepy letter. At first, the letter seemed normal. Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. Then it got scary. How did you end up here? The writer asked. Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. The writer identified the van they drove and wrote, do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. The letters kept coming and got progressively scarier and scarier before the family had to move out. To this day, no one knows who The Watcher is, but now a new series called The Watcher is coming out on Netflix October 13th based on this terrifying story. Buckle up cuties, it's Halloween. Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard. Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. Do you know the history of the house? I've been put in charge of watching you. This message will not be the last. I am the watcher. my obsession. And now you are too. Who am I? It might not frighten you yet, but it will. the house what it wants. Young blood. Can you keep us safe? Are you super creeped out now? Make sure your blinds are closed tonight, producer Valentina. <laughs> Even if you are scared, you cannot say that you weren't entertained today. So thumbs up or heart this episode pretty please. Stranger Things fans, do you believe racism is responsible for Caleb McLaughlin having less followers than his co-stars? If you listen to the Hailey Bieber Call Her Daddy interview, what did you think? And will you be watching The Watcher or Hard Passing? DM this episode to your friend who loves scary stuff. See if they've ever heard of the Watcher House in New Jersey and tap the save button, please.
And I have a very special gift for you. This year, the biggest, baddest conservative party is happening here in Phoenix, Arizona from December 17th through 20th. Last year, it was incredible. 10,000 people, all of your favorite Turning Point contributors, huge musical guests. Every night ends in a concert, plus names like Candace Owens, Tucker Carlson, and of course, Charlie Kirk. Tickets are on sale right now. Just use code POPLITICS to get 25% off your tickets. This code is my gift to you, so get your tickets and let America Fest be your Christmas gift to yourself or a loved one or your entire family this year. The latest episode of The Spillover drops tonight. Can you guess who the guest is based on my hint? I'll see you right here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Clearly, Poplitics is best served visually, but you can also listen to Poplitics if you just want the audio. Subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, and more. Also, make sure that if you are listening to the podcast version, you leave us a five-star review. And don't forget, subscribe to Poplitics on YouTube.